Welcome to the Nurse Becoming podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Guarneri from the Resume Rx, and this is the podcast that's dedicated to empowering and encouraging nurses along your path of professional and self discovery. As a nurse practitioner, mom, and business owner, I'm on a mission to help you figure out how to leave your lasting impact on the world, all while bravely and fearlessly growing along the way. Join me for honest conversations and inspiring stories about personal and professional growth, all through the lens of nursing. Hey there, welcome back to the Nurse Becoming podcast. It's your host here, Amanda Guarneri. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you have ever considered going remote as a nurse, then this episode is for you. I am interviewing Sadie, also known as the remote nurse, and we are talking all things work from home nursing. So we dive into the discussion kind of starting about the main motivators that nurses want to work from home. And this is, you know, this business existed before COVID. So I think that since COVID-19, the interest in remote nursing has skyrocketed. So we dive deep into those reasons and kind of the maybe false motivators that could push someone towards wanting to work from home when really there's another deeper reason that needs to be uncovered. So we talk a lot about the importance of self-reflection and deciding what your career really means for you in the context of your entire life. So definitely if you have feelings like working in-person nursing is not necessarily for you or you're having feelings of burnout or seeking better family life balance. Even if working remote is not something that interests you, I totally think that you will get some value out of this conversation. And we also talk about the different strategies that you can use to start working remotely, as well as the different job titles that can be done from home. So I really hope that you enjoy this interview. Sadie from The Remote Nurse, you can head to the show notes for all the links. We talk about a lot of different resources in this episode. So when you're done listening, head to the show notes right through the link in your podcast player, and you can listen or you can access all the different resources that we talked about. All right, so let's get right into the episode. All right. So I am here with Sadie, also known as the remote nurse. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Sadie. You're welcome. I'm excited. So you have built quite a name for yourself. You've <laughs> tagged yourself the remote nurse. So let's start by getting into that. Like, I want to know how you got into you yourself working remotely and then how you pivoted into helping others work remotely as well. Yeah. Um, well, a couple of years ago, I my husband had joined the military at the time, and he, we were about to get stationed somewhere. We didn't know where. Um, and I had been wanting to work remotely for a while just because I'm, a, I'm an introvert and I just like doing stuff at my own pace and being home. So, But when he joined the military, I was it was kind of like more of a catalyst because we knew we'd be moving every couple of years after that, and I didn't know how long that would be lasting for. So that's when I really started getting serious about like looking at jobs. And at the time I was a pediatric oncology clinical research nurse. And there was some elements of that job that I had heard could be done fully remotely, like just aspects of that job. So I started looking into um, oncology data abstraction and that was the job that apparently could be done remotely. So 
that's when I started looking into that job. But when I was looking through that job online, there were like a lot of other different types of opportunities out there as well that I also started getting interested in. And I was like, well, I mean, I don't just have to be a data abstractor. I'll do anything from home. <laughs> so <laughs> I basically started looking and there was just so many options online that I had never heard about. Like I had, at the time I had graduated nursing school, probably five years, six years before that, five, whatever. And I had never heard any of these things. I mean, I had heard of like case management, but I didn't know that was like a remote thing. I just knew it was, it was hard to get to into like in the hospital. And that was all I knew. So after a while, I just, I, I had all this knowledge. And at that time I had gotten a data abstraction job and I was working at that fully remotely. And I was just on a bunch of Facebook groups, like nursing Facebook groups of people saying, how do I work from home? Those were occasional questions that seemed to be popping up every day, actually. So I would just answer like, hey, you need to look at this, use this keyword, leave the, you know, leave the location blank. And, and then I just, I just kept saying the same thing over and over. So I decided to do my own group and I didn't know how that would go, but it exploded pretty quickly. Like everybody was joining this group, mostly I think because I was sharing these jobs, like direct links. So people were like, wow, I didn't even know that a job existed. And like, so every day I was just posting new jobs, new jobs. So that's how kind of people got into it. Yeah. And that just started as like remote nursing jobs, random group on Facebook. And <laughs> eventually I turned it into more of like a name and a brand that people could attach to more than just like some random group. So that's how I became the remote nurse. <laughs> and now I just do that. Um, and I just share jobs and I have like all kinds of resources and stuff like that just to help nurses figure out what they can do from home and kind of pivot their career a little if they want. That's awesome. Sorry, that was a lot. <laughs> no, no, that's great. I feel like this, you know, the context and the backstory is so important because a lot of times when when I'm talking to other business owners, you know, we talk about what type of pain point did you find that you knew that you could solve? And it sounds like you, you know, similar, I have a very similar story. I saw a lot of people in Facebook groups asking for help on their resume. And you saw a lot of people in Facebook groups looking to work from home. And do you think, um, like, I want to get into a little bit about the reasons why nurses want to work from home. Like, and we're going to talk about BC, like before COVID, and then we'll talk about <laughs> after COVID. Uh, obviously, for you as a military spouse, it offered you a lot of flexibility so that you wouldn't have to be changing jobs when your husband changed jobs. What other things did you pick up on with other nurses who were looking to work remotely as kind of their motivators for wanting mm -hmm. to do that? Well, BC, before COVID, um, I would say the number one motivating factor, well, there, I think it's a tie. One was burnout, bedside burnout. Um, you know, obviously that's a rampant thing right now. And I think a lot of people think that working from home can be a, a solution to that because you're still using your nursing license. You're still getting paid like a nurse. You're still using your skills. You're just kind of removed from that environment um, and you're kind of in your own. So I would say burnout was one. And then just like family life, like wanting to be home with kids and wanting to be more flexible and when I can see them and when I can drop them off and not being kind of like tied down and anchored down to a location. That's a big one because a lot of obviously a lot of nurses are women and a lot of nurses also are women who are childbearing age who have kids or young kids and they just it's a hard decision. I mean, you know, I know it's a hard decision to be like, how do I 
have my career, but also be like a good mom and not be like, hey, I'll see you next week when I pick you up from daycare and like just have so much guilt about that. So yeah, I would say family life, like work-life balance, I guess that would fit under. And then also burnout were the top two reasons. And now after COVID, um, those two reasons still exist, but also an additional one, which I guess would fall under burnout is really just like (laughs) the conditions have worsened like dramatically. And it's just like, there's so many, so much pressure being put on nurses to just kind of like do your job, even though we're basically abusing you and putting your life at risk and your family at risk. And then of course kids are home. So (laughs) like, and unfortunately, and for, I don't know if this, it's a debate, but women and moms are usually the ones who take the brunt of filling in for childcare when that's gone. Um, you know, just culturally and whatever, who knows? <laughs> that's a whole other issue. But I think a lot of nurses obviously again are women and they have kids who are now home and need childcare. And it's like, okay, well, I still need to work. I still need an income, but who's going to watch my kids? Like, <laughs> School is closed. So that has been one of the bigger uh, influencing factors now too. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I um, completely relate to that. You know, I'm one of those people who was in that type of situation earlier this year. And, you know, ultimately I decided to let a, a clinical position go because I had lost my child care. There were, you know, questionable working conditions. And, you know, it was, I had three kids at home. And um, very fortunately, you know, I have a supportive spouse and a business, this business that provides some income. So I didn't have to look for, you know, a remote clinical job. But I guess what I'm wondering is, so I agree with you that these seem to be huge motivating factors for nurses who want to work remotely. You know, either they want to avoid burnout or they've become burnt out in some way and or, you know, they're seeking better family balance, we'll call it. Um, Once they go remote from your experience, does that end up being the answer to that problem? No, (laughs) that's my flat answer. No. Um, and I'm a testament that, to that too, because when I got into remote nursing, I thought I'm going to be able to stay home with my kids. I'm going to have a lot more flexibility. Um, I'm not going to deal with the burnout and stuff, but there's like underlying issues as to why you're burned out when you're doing something or why you feel like you don't have enough time with your family. It's not necessarily like the location of your job that is holding you back from the things you really want. Remote nursing can obviously give you a little bit more of that, but I found that one of the bigger reasons I was burned out was because I didn't really love being a nurse and I didn't like people. I'm an introvert. I get really overwhelmed by people actually. So it just didn't fit me very well. So I feel like that played into my, it's like maybe I hadn't picked the right path, you know, and I'm just trying to squeeze myself into this career in a hole that seems more, you know, fulfilling, but it's ultimately, it's still a nursing job. You still have hours you have to commit to. Um, and then you can't always just like have your kids home with you because most actually most companies like have clauses in their contracts that state you cannot be the primary caregiver and they can't be heard. They can't be seen. <laughs> so it's like, okay, actually my kid needs to go to daycare. So <laughs> it doesn't solve that either. Um, and I think a lot of people, it's like a it's kind of like a soul searching thing you need to do. And it's like, I always wanted to be a stay at home mom. And I think that was like my thing that I was always like, well, I'll just work and try to do the both. And it's like, well, maybe my priorities aren't working right now. You know, like 
maybe I want to be home with my kids more and that's okay. Like, doesn't mean I'll lose my career. So I think it's just a lot of like unseen hidden issues that are going on underneath the surface that can't be solved with this, which you'll find within, you know, two to three years of going remote, you're like, actually, I'm burned out again. And I'm lonely. <laughs> and I have no other friends. <laughs> like, and I haven't showered in two years. So it's like, it's not <laughs> secure. But <laughs> I definitely think it can help you at least bridge a gap until you can kind of figure out what you're doing <laughs> with your life. Yeah. No, that's it. I think that's so important. And you and I have started this conversation before and I very specifically wanted to talk about it today because, you know, I see this too in, for example, nurses who are burnt out at the bedside or are somehow not fulfilled overall in their lives, but it manifests mostly in their professional life. And so, you know, maybe they think that the solution is to go back to school, to get another degree, to become a nurse practitioner, because maybe that's the answer. Mm -hmm. So I see a lot of people become NPs, they start their first NP job, and they realize that whatever that core problem was, like becoming an NP wasn't the solution. And So I think that it's really important to kind of have these conversations that your entire, you know, fulfillment and purpose cannot be held responsible by your career or the job that you hold. And I think that that's a difficult conversation to have because so many of us, especially, you know, career people identify like that's a core part. I don't know about you, but like that's a core part of my identity. And like I've struggled with the fact that you know, I'm a nurse practitioner, but right now I've made the very conscious decision not to work clinically as a nurse practitioner for this time right now. And is that something that you have dealt with or seen yourself? Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's just like, maybe you, yeah, like you may even like that career path, but like right in this state of mind right now, like you have other priorities where maybe you just need to make an adjustment temporarily. And also, you need to know what is good for you. You know, a lot of people will go into nursing because they like to help people, which i that's why I went into nursing. But I get really drained by people. So I wish I had a little bit self more self-awareness before I got into nursing, just to instead of being like, I want to help people. All right, I'll just do this. Or like, I want job stability. Okay, I'll just do this. It's more like, you know, like what, what actually fits with my life? Like, do I really actually want to absorb the, all the sick and, you know, miserable energy of people? Am I actually going to like be fulfilled by that or not? And just deciding like what's important to you and trying to align with that rather than to try to like fit yourself in some box that like, well, I'm a nurse, so I should probably do this. Or I spent so much money on school or so much time on school. So let's just go ahead and stick with it. You just really have to like evaluate yourself and your life and your values. And sometimes those values don't really make themselves present until later (laughs) in life. You're not 18 in school and like, I know exactly my purpose and what I'm good at. (laughs) So absolutely being open to adjusting throughout your career too is important, I think. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think that plenty, if not all nurses go into the profession because they want to serve others because, you know, they are naturally filled with empathy. You know, that's definitely something that I identify with. But for those people who are, you know, empathic people, we also tend to really feel the emotions of others. You know, we 
end up taking on a lot of that emotional burden. And I feel like we're so much more at risk for that secondary trauma and with all of that, which, you know, leads to burnout in one way or another. And, you know, the irony is, you know, I agree. I'm, I'm, while I enjoy being with people, like it it doesn't energize me, it drains me. uh, And being alone is very energizing to me. Um, But these are things that I didn't learn until, you know, after I became a mom. So that was like, several years into my nursing career, my NP career even. And even more so now that, so I basically had a maternity leave that I extended like a year. And it's only since having that space in my life, like that space in my day, that mental space where I'm not tied to a job, that's the opportunity that I've had to like do that inner reflection work. So I I feel like it's such a uh, conundrum for nurses who are working to be able to create that space to zoom out and, you know, examine their life as a whole to figure out what they like. Like, it's really so hard when you are in the thick of the day to day, whatever that looks like to you. So I feel like these realizations that you and I have come to have come because of the space we've created in our lives by stepping away from full-time clinical work. Because, Correct me if I'm wrong. Did you recently uh, resign from your position or did you cut down? I'm PRN, so I basically do 10 hours a week, give or take, whatever they need from me. Um, And I opened up more more of that space to focus on my business and just growing it. And I totally agree. Like, as soon as I opened space for that, it it just almost became clear to me, like, why haven't I done this sooner? (laughs) It's, but you're right. Like, when you're in the thick of it, you're working every day and then you get home and like now you have needs from everybody else. And then you're finally time for bed. And it's like, I just want to go to bed. Like, and it just come like repeats itself like that all the time. So there isn't, unless you like consciously create space for thinking about those things or taking time for yourself to evaluate where you want to go, it, it can easily just pass over you. And then Also, there's a lot of influences outside where people are just like, yeah, it's a job. You know, everybody doesn't like their job and that's normal. That's what I grew up like all my life with, which is a whole nother story and probably a motivating factor why I'm like on this weird rogue path. But I just, I don't like that. I don't like listening to kind of other people and society saying like, it's normal to hate your job. It's normal to be burned out. It's normal to, you know, be probably clinically depressed (laughs) due to your career. Like that's not okay anymore. I don't think it might've been in a certain time, but I think more and more, especially now it's just becoming more apparent that there are other options. You don't have to pigeonhole yourself just because you made a decision 10 years ago or five years ago or your whole career. And it'll be too hard to switch. Like there's always time to change and always time. And I'm, I'm 30. I didn't figure out all this stuff until now. And I'm pretty like self-aware in general. So it's not easy. It's not like I can tell a 22 year old new grad to be like, just become self-aware today. Like (laughs) like that. So it does take some time, but as long as you're putting in that effort, eventually you'll, you'll hear yourself again, you know, like I don't like people. Okay. So what can I do that incorporates that maybe remote nursing, maybe 10 other different types of nursing jobs, you know, or not nursing or not working. (laughs) That's okay too. You know? So Yeah. 
just kind yeah, of I, quieting the outside noise and giving yourself time to like hear what's in your own head. But that is also a hard task to do to clear that space. <laughs> so yeah, it's definitely easier, <laughs> easier said than done for sure. So I feel like if someone is in that thick of it, that day to day, you know, working at bedside position, and they feel like they don't have the space, like my recommendation is going to be take some of your PTO time. <laughs> Because hopefully you have it. Yeah, your 300 hours that are sitting there. Right? Take some of that PTO time that you've been guilted into thinking you're not allowed to take. Take some of it. And, you know, whether you're having a staycation at home, whether you have the luxury to remove yourself from your environment for a few days, whatever that can look like, I feel like creating that space for introspection, you know, journal, meditate, just do sit by the pool, do something Mm -hmm. so that you can give your mind space to, you know, create and imagine and decide what's important to you. And I feel like that's really good first step. And for some people, I think that working remotely can be a great opportunity to quiet some of that noise. So I don't want us to you know, say, no, actually remote nursing is not the answer. You should, yeah. you know, quit. Screw it all. That's definitely not what we're saying. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I you know there's, there's remotely has, has got me on this path too, where I'm now more fulfilled because it did open up more space for me and, and I kind of aligned better with what I wanted to do. So then that just trickle, that has a trickle effect. You know, if you're a little bit happier every day, then maybe I can have a little bit more energy to, you know, stay up at night and think about what I want to do. It's like, it's just a cascade. So yeah. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. So let's talk a little bit about remote nursing in general, because I feel like there's a lot of interest these days, you know, a lot of people who want to find a remote job, but maybe they don't know what that looks like. Maybe they think remote jobs are clinical jobs. So I'd love for you to give us like a quick overview of what the most common remote nursing opportunities look like? Yeah. Um, Okay. So the most common one is case management. It would be basically a, it's called a case manager, care coordinator, care manager, care advisor. There's a bunch of different names, but it's a generally the same field. Um, You basically have a a caseload of patients where you try to help them basically reach the services that they need, whether it's inpatient, outpatient, medical supplies, prescriptions, trying to fight bills for them. And basically you're like up to bat for them for their, to try to ensure that their medical care is being met. So that's one. Uh, that's, the, that's the most popular, probably the most abundant one online, but it's also the most competition um, because it is more widely available and more people know about it. There's also utilization management, which is more on the financial side of things. And this is a little bit more removed from patients. You're mostly trying to compare requested services against what's acceptable per the guidelines or per the insurance company or whatever, and trying to harmonize those, I guess, and say, yes, this is okay. If no, this is not okay, then what are the conditions that this patient needs to make it okay? Or do I need to you know, send this to the director or medical doctor or whatever? So that one's a little bit more like financial or business minded um, in that sense. And then there's telephone triage, which is very patient focused. Um, You get calls from patients and you're basically triaging their symptoms and telling them kind of what the next steps that they should follow. And you're usually following like an algorithm or like a, a process book. You're not just, it's not just coming straight out of your head. But you'll you're, usually the end result is you're trying to navigate them to the appropriate level of care, whether that's, you know, 
follow up with your PCP or you need to go to the emergency room or whatever. Plenty of things. There's lots of different outcomes for that. And then there's data abstraction, which is what I do. That's a little harder to get into, but it's basically just going through medical records and pulling data based on a bunch of guidelines. Usually they do this for like quality monitoring or for, in my case, for clinical research, you're just basically taking, taking a story and putting it into data so that it's usable by like scientific people. <laughs> so yeah, there's a lot, there's nursing education, there's online courses, usually that requires a master's and some education experience, um, but that's an option. There's a lot legal nurse consulting. That's one. That's cool. There's a chart clinical review. Um, you're basically reviewing like, that's a little harder to explain. It's kind of like almost like utilization management in that way. Um, yeah, there's a bunch. <laughs> there's a lot. So let's say we have someone who's working as a bedside nurse who is feeling burnt out because of COVID or whatever, it would seem to me, you know, remote jobs are in high demand. So, you know, when I have someone come to me for resume or job searching help who wants a remote position, usually I'm saying, you know, what type of experience do you have that aligns yourself with one of these remote positions? So like obviously someone who already has research experience or utilization experience or case management experience in person is going to be well qualified or better qualified to do that remotely. But what about that bedside nurse who does not have those experiences? What would you say is a great, you know, stepping stone position for remote? Like should they work remote first in a more clinical focused area or should they try to get an in-person job in a more um like non-patient care yeah. role? I would say my biggest advice is to go through some of the remote nursing job titles and try to see which one matches you the best with, with your education, your experience, and then also what you're interested in maybe in the future. Um, maybe pick two or three of those. And then I would definitely apply to those. You know, they hire nurses that with two years of med surge experience. That's great. Like they want that. But at the same time, I would also try to see if you can find those same job titles and job roles in your community or in your hospital. Like if you are really interested in case management, I would apply to remote case management jobs. But first, if you don't have all the time in the world, I would actually more so focus on maybe getting that position in the hospital and getting that for two to three years. And then the, the transition to go remote will be so much easier um, just because there is so much competition. So my my biggest thing is probably to get experience in that specific job title that you're interested in. But again, I wouldn't say don't apply at all. You're not qualified because lots of nurses get these jobs. Like it's it's not like a disqualifying factor if you haven't worked remote or in that job title because most nurses haven't, you know, so most nurses have not worked remote and most nurses are not case managers or utilization managers. So Definitely apply, but get the experience and try to see what the job titles say that they require, um, what they prefer, and then try to go on a track to, to gain those, to be able to put those in your resume and have an, in your experience. So nice. Yeah. <laughs> great. Those are great tips. Um, so I know that, you know, for those who don't know, Sadie shares remote nurse job listings and remote provider listings. So she's mm -hmm. got kind of a, an RN, LPN segment, and then an NPPA segment. And she shares daily. Her posts come out daily, like mm 
business hours at 4.30 is what I've observed. <laughs> yeah. Um, so she shares on her social channels. Um, but Sadie, I know that there are a few ways that people can work kind of deeper with you, like pay for a more fast track option, maybe even get more one-on-one type stuff with you. So tell us a little bit more about what the remote nurse, the business offers. Offers, Yeah. Um, so like you said, first and foremost, I send out a couple job postings a day daily on all my social media. So if you don't want to pay for anything or you just want to get started and don't really know what kind of jobs are out there, you can just follow on Instagram, the remote nurse on every almost every platform except Twitter. I don't know how to use Twitter, <laughs> but uh, you can try to start seeing some jobs there and apply to them. They all go to directly to the external websites. But a lot of people, it's not enough for them. They they see these job postings, but, but they don't, they're not qualified or they don't really know what that job is or whatever. So I have a couple of resources. My first one is I have a little like crash course that kind of tells you all the frequently asked questions and confusions about remote nursing. And then it gives you a pretty detailed explanation of about 12 different job titles that are offered remotely as nurses. Um, that's designed more for RNs and LPNs. And that can kind of at least just get you knowing what you're looking at. So when you see a remote utilization manager, you're not like, I, what is that? Like, <laughs> I don't know what that is. You'll find out like what the job is, what kind of patient interaction is required, what kind of pay you get, just all the stuff you need to know before you're like, yeah, I'll take that job. And then I also have a membership program, um, which is I basically share out these jobs a week before they go out to social media to my early alert members, just so they can have time to apply and review them and try to figure out if it's right for them before like the masses of our entire community apply for them <laughs> a week later. So that's a resource. And then in the coming weeks, I'm going to start doing like little email consults, which you can basically email me what your background is what kind of experience you have, what you're looking for, what's your like motivating factor for remote nursing. Maybe I can give you some alternatives. Like, you know, if, if you're wanting to stay home more with kids, like here are some remote nursing jobs that go with that, but like really kind of explore that itself, you know, and just a little bit of guidance as to where to go for you, because a lot of people don't really, it doesn't always translate into their own personal experience. Like if you're a labor and delivery nurse and you've worked there for five years and you also have some coding experience. You want that individualized advice to be like, here, look at this company. Actually, look at these five companies. Look at this certification you could look into. Look at this and this. So that's going to be an, a thing coming up, just email consults. I don't really like talking on the phone or you know, doing Zoom calls. So this was like a happy medium of giving people what they need, but also being like, okay, I can just do it in an email. I can research everything. Here's a bunch of links. And you have a copy of it in your email to refer back to. So it's a win-win. <laughs> And then eventually we'll do, I'll do some more stuff, but that's what I'm focused on. Later, I'm going to have like a company listing that you can download that has a bunch of different companies for different specialties, different states, different licenses, but that's months away. (laughs) (laughs) That's in the works. (laughs) Also, you can just join our remote nursing jobs Facebook group or remote NP and PA jobs Facebook group. And there's a lot of free resources on there. There's a lot of nurses and NPs and PAs that already work from home that often answer questions on there. Like I learn a lot from that group myself. I'm like, wow, I I didn't know that was a thing. (laughs) But there's a lot of people asking for the advice you want and a lot of people giving the advice you need. So that's a great resource too. (laughs) 
<laughs> That's a lot. Yeah. And basically, Sadie has something for you regardless of where you are on this journey. So like if you are just kind of thinking and wondering if remote nursing is right for you, then absolutely go follow her on Instagram at The Remote Nurse. We will link to the Facebook groups in the show notes. So you can, um, wherever you're listening on your podcast player, just click over to episode notes. There'll be a link there for you. And yeah, if you want this to be a more serious pivot in your career, then you know Sadie definitely has a wealth of resources so that you could be the first to know um, about positions or even get her own individualized feedback, which is awesome. Um, <laughs> I, I'm so excited for you. I think that I just love, I love your business and I love what you're doing because, you know, as we touched upon in the beginning, you know, the key to a business that really serves people is a business that can identify what other people are struggling with, identify a pain point and solve the problem. And I think that you are a great example of that. And who would have known when you created this brand? I mean, what are you a year, year and a half in yep. to business, right? Like ish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A year and a half. <laughs> I'm a baby. That, Still an infant. <laughs> I know you're your little baby business. Yeah. And 2020 has really been bittersweet because it has really uh, illuminated how important those remote nursing roles are to the healthcare community as a whole, like, could we ever have imagined how important telemedicine would be? And also, you know, it's illuminating the fact that you already have this resource to help nurses make that pivot. So I obviously am a big fan. (laughs) I'm the, I'm the president. I'm the president of the remote nurse (laughs) fan club. Um, So if anyone else wants to join. (laughs) No, it's been a great thing. It's just, I think I I try to encourage people to go remote and definitely like if I hadn't gone remote, I wouldn't have been on this path I am. But ultimately, like remote nursing was great, but I've also a little bit outgrown it and gone into more of like entrepreneurship. And because it is giving me like that flexibility I've always wanted and the control and the creativity and the work hours, like I can work at 2 a.m. if I want, you know? So I think it's just like, I'm becoming more aware of what's important to me and kind of aligning that way. So I think a lot of people can do that by, you know, just looking at different jobs. Like it doesn't even have to be remote nursing. That's not the cure to everything. There's a lot of different types of nursing jobs you can do that are more flexible, but remote nursing can really give you that flexibility, especially if you're introverted if you are really good at organizing multiple tasks at a time, which most nurses are, um, and you just want to kind of be home and, you know, do your laundry on your lunch break or shower in the middle of the day. (laughs) Those are great. Those are great perks. So yeah. 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 Definitely. (laughs) Definitely luxuries. (laughs) Luxuries that I no longer take for granted. The opportunity to do laundry on my lunch break. Showering at lunch is like one of my pinnacle remote nursing perks because like I used to hate having to shower the night before and then do my hair and I'm like mad. I don't want to shower right now. I don't want to wake up early. And then if I didn't, I was grouchy the whole next day because my hair is greasy. So (laughs) there's just so many weird little like hidden treasures in remote nursing that will give you (laughs) a little bit more satisfaction in your life and your career, obviously. So. Yeah, for sure. And for more of those treasures, for more of those little treasures, <laughs> you know, Sadie shares. Series on Instagram where I'm like, remote perk of the day. Like, that's where I was going. In with bed that, so. and talking on the phone in a meeting, like nobody knows. I have no pants on, <laughs> or I haven't showered in 14 days. <laughs> it's amazing. 
<laughs> well, you you heard it here, folks. This is the <laughs> this is the best billboard for remote nursing I think you will ever hear. <laughs> and I, I'm looking forward to more of those remote tips of the day. I really think you should start that series. Yeah. By the way, I'm, yeah. I'm going to push you on that, and and I'll send in some contributions. You can. <laughs> I think you should accept contributions. So if you're working from home as a nurse and you want to submit your remote nursing like perk of the day, then post it on Instagram yes. in your stories and tag both of us, the remote nurse and the resume RX so that we can share it out. This is an official. Yeah, this is official. Do it. <laughs> I'm start doing it. Well, Sadie, I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for telling us all these nuggets of wisdom. Everything will be linked in the show notes. And I can't thank you enough for being here. You're welcome. I'm excited for everybody. It's a great opportunity. So thanks for having me. My pleasure. Well, that does it for today. Thank you so much for tuning in and making it all the way to the end. If you found today's episode helpful, would you take a minute and give me a rating or review on Apple Podcasts? It will truly help other nurses find this show and know that it's worth listening to. For more information about this episode, as well as a place to submit your questions or suggestions for future episodes or guests, head to nursebecoming.com. I cannot wait to connect with you again soon. And until next time, remember, I am always rooting for you.